0: Warning: The following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing. Hey, how would you feel if during the whole podcast, every time you go to say something, I go? No movie reviews in twenty cues. The name's Hurley, Sam Hurley. Look at your cringe face. You didn't know that was coming, did you? And that's how we got pregnant. Hello, good people, and welcome to the podcast Movie Reviews in 20Qs, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. As mentioned, I am your host, Sam, and I am joined this week by only one other guest. Only one other person chose to go see this film. Even with (laughs) a lockdown threatening us, they saw the runtime and thought, nope. And that poor person was Stacey. How aren't you, Stacey? How aren't you doing?
1: (laughs) I'm... How do I answer that question? I'm not too bad.
0: <laughs> You're not super excited to be here?
1: <laughs> no.
0: Double negative it, babe. Just double negative it. Right. How you been anyway? What's news? What's been happening?
1: Yeah, good. Just, you know, doing the usual. Watching a movie. Talking about it. <laughs> I have no other life. I work and look after my daughter.
0: The saddest part is that it's a very honest description. Yeah. Wake up. Go to work. Watch something. Wake up. Go to work. Watch <laughs> something. Wake up. Take care of Fern. Wake we're, up. We're not even in
1: lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: Just an endless cycle. Anyway, as you guys can see, in the name of the podcast, this week we are doing the new James Bond film, No Time to Die, the 2021 action films directed by <laughs> Carrie Fukunaga, starring Daniel Craig, Rami Malek, Lisa Sadu, Naomi Harris. Anna Diamas, Ralph, Ralph Fiennes, Lashana Lynch, and Ben Whishaw. Whishaw, Whishaw, Whishaw. I can never say his name right. Whishaw? <laughs> Whishaw. Yeah, sure. Whishaw! And, of course, Jeffrey Wright. If you're not planning on going to see this film, Stacey, what is the plot of the film No Time to Die?
1: Okay, so we first meet James Bond in... Well, they say in the plot, enjoying his retirement, he doesn't seem to be enjoying his retirement when we first meet him.
0: Oh, no, he, he's medically depressed. We're not yeah. he's manically anxiety, <laughs> manically full of fucking anxiety.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's not that relaxed. Anyway, he ends up in Jamaica trying to chill.
0: Mr. Key plot there that he ditches his missus after he thinks she's oh, yeah. cheated on him with a spy organisation. Well, or sold him out to a spy organisation.
1: Yeah. And, and then he's in Jamaica. Yeah. He gets pulled out of there.
0: Goes to Cuba, does a mission for the CIA.
1: I'm not telling it like bloat by bloat, scene by scene. I'm just giving you a rough overview. Uh,
0: Double tap on your phone now if you want to hear the Google plot. The Google plot is James Bond is enjoying a tranquil life in Jamaica after leaving secret active service. What, you don't trust this shit? (laughs) After leaving active service. He's not. He's enjoying a tranquil life in Italy, and then he ditches his missus and goes to Jamaica. However, his piece is short-lived as his old CIA friend, Felix Leiter, shows up and asks for help. The mission to rescue a kidnapped scientist turns out to be far more treacherous than expected. Leading Bond on the trail of a mysterious villain who's armed with a dangerous new technology. New te- technology being basically a DNA killer. So if these nanobots program with your DNA, it can kill you. Some real James Bond shit, right?
1: Yeah, some real James Bond
0: shit. Is that, is that an accurate plot? Is there anything else you'd like to add to that? You know no. listeners can't see you shaking your head.
1: <laughs> no, there's nothing I'd like to add to that plot.
0: Okay. Scores for this film. Okay, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh. 84% on Rotten Tomatoes and 70% on Metacritic.
1: Interesting mix there.
0: <laughs> That's a good setup for what I suspect your sandwich is going to be. <laughs> but let's get into it. If you haven't heard this podcast before, what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 questions about it. We start with 10. That can be applied to any film? Well, normally, but because there's only two of us, we're going to do 13 that can be applied to any film. We are then going to move into three personal questions before finishing on a list of question. Why don't we always start with the sandwich question, which is basically either one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good, or one thing bad, one thing good, and one thing bad, depending on what type of sandwich you're going to give it. Stacey?
1: I'm giving it a different kind of sandwich.
0: What the fuck? There's a new sandwich on the mix? <laughs> yep.
1: It's a compliment sandwich, but it's got lots of fillings. So,
0: <laughs> As a, a subway manager, I did not sign off on this.
1: <laughs> so the first good thing is, um, this is exactly the standard of film that you expect when you go and see a James Bond film. I didn't feel ripped off or upset. They followed the formula and it was high quality and that's what you
0: want. Oh, so you liked it?
1: That's what you, I see. that's what you want when you go see a Bond film.
0: You didn't want to go see a Bond film? No. It? <laughs> <laughs>
1: the bad things.
0: <laughs> bad things?
1: Yeah, I told you it's got lots of fillings. It's too long, guys. Come on, man. I know you wanted to eke out old Daniel Craig for as long as you possibly could, but seriously, two hours 43, too it's long. It's
0: too long, a phrase I've never heard in my love life. Continue. <laughs>
1: They, they had helicopters, but there was no decent helicopter scene. <laughs> Listen, if this waste. is
0: your first time listening, <laughs> Stacey loves the helicopter scene. Space movies, helicopter scenes. Yeah. For some reason, that is like <laughs> her movie equivalent of Viagra. It just gets you going.
1: And one final piece um, in my feeling is that they let the, that main scientist guy live too long. And then when 007 did kill him, it was something that Mathilde could have done. Just pushed him off the ledge into the poison. Oh, yeah. It wasn't something you needed a 007 to do. <laughs> exactly. And my final good thing is, as always, the scenery was excellent. They went to some very beautiful locations, as you would expect.
0: It's pretty good for world hopping. I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah. As a score out of uh, 10,000 Aston Martins,
1: I'm going with 7,432.
0: What? What? I thought you hate this film. Oh, it was alright. You're giving this 7.5 out of 10 is an alright film. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm having an aneurysm.
1: Okay. Well, why don't you hit us with your sandwich, Sam?
0: First good thing. You're right. The scenery, the shots, locations, amazing. Bad thing. I found the action scenes a little boring. I don't Mm. really feel like they're too memorable. I feel like they blew their load quite a lot in the first scene, the Italy one. I thought that was quite cool and amazing. Some real James Bond shit, you know. And then after that, every action scene after that got progressively worse to the point that the last action scene was so tedious.
1: Yeah, it was. And talking about James Bond shit, the gadgets that they had, he had a watch and they had like something that would measure their vitals and their blood. Yeah. And that's about it. Where was the rest of the James Bond shit?
0: (laughs) Typical of these movies where it's like, hey, we have this entire secret force behind us and this island, if shit gets out of this island, it'll be the end of the world. Let's just send two people in.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, let's not completely (laughs) surround it. And just blow it to bits. You know,
0: let's not just fucking straight demolish the shit out of it. But you're forgetting, though, that missiles were going to bounce off the top of the missile silos. <laughs> I've, I've just blown all of my preposterously insane leaps of logic. <laughs> and we're not even past question fucking one here, guys. Final good thing, you could tell Daniel Craig was done with this character, but you still felt like he was giving it a good send-off.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: You know, and I feel like in a roundabout way, the story ended up where we wanted it to end up. Obviously, there's a spoiler alert mm. at the start of this film. Mm. Daniel Craig dies, or does he? Who knows? <laughs> Probably dies. <laughs> if he
1: survived that, wow.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Given the amount of shit he manages to survive throughout <laughs> this entire film.
1: He could do. And
0: how many other previous times he's been shot and everything else. Mm. Yeah, oh. he, he might have done. Uh, is the score out of 6,212? Oh, Ooh, oh, I did not enjoy this film. Yeah. Very much.
1: Not your cup of tea, eh? It was
0: not my cup of tea. There was some other good things, which I'm going to bring up later, but it was enjoyable, but it just felt too bloated, like you said. Yeah. Like, I reckon a decent edit and this film probably would have been a decent seven and a half, which for Stacey is an average score. <laughs> I can see why you married me. <laughs> yeah, he's average. He's about a seven and a half out of ten. Sweet. <laughs>
1: I've got a question.
0: You've got a question? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's do, your, let's do our personal questions before no, we do no, the 10 no, questions no. that apply to any film.
1: I want to know, can we record an episode where we don't talk about our marriage? I think it's it too married up, to people, it's kind it, of hard. It comes up
0: every time. We've establish that we don't have any fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's continue. Let's move us over to question number two. First of our Patreon questions comes courtesy of our man, Jason. Okay, neutrovert, Okay. One of the biggest dicked man men I've ever come across. Oh, that sounds gross. Anyway, uh go listen to episode of Napoleon Dynamite if you want to know why that makes sense. But uh what's this question, Stace?
1: At what point during the movie was the best time for a bathroom break?
0: It's when Q and Bond meet up again. You know, like we 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 know what's gonna happen. And like he says, you know, you, you go disappear, you go do whatever you want, or whatever. There's like there's a bit of bloat in that middle part there where they're trying to it's it's like I've written a book. I'll talk about that later. But it's like you have to have this necessary amount of fluff that really doesn't contribute much to the story, but it sort of establishes and makes sense of stuff that happens. So Mm -hmm. that that would have been mine.
1: Yeah. I was struggling to remember this point because I I did have a point where I was just – I got my phone out and I was like, oh, God, when will this ever end? And I cannot remember what was going on on the screen at that point in time, but I think it's similar to you. It was around that kind of Range Rover chase through the forest scene. It oh, yeah. It was like, that, you know, oh, it's like, oh, how many bloody product placement cars do you need to have? Okay, sure. And then it was just a little bit boring for a while.
0: <laughs> so there you go, Nedgeford. There's an in-depth critique. <laughs> Of what part was the most boring?
1: Uh, maybe they weren't even Range Rovers. Maybe the product placement just went totally over my head because I wasn't paying attention.
0: Well, you have since brought an Aston Martin, which I've found in the driveway and was a bit confused about. Mm. So maybe it's getting into your subconscious. Maybe. Anywho, question number three. What completely unimportant life lesson did you learn from watching this film?
1: If you are being chased by a madman with a gun, do not run over an ice lake That actually seems like good advice. But it's unimportant because we don't live anywhere near ice lakes. But And it just seems logical.
0: (laughs) Hey, talking about things that have never happened, uh, my one is, if you run into a French lady who has a child that looks a lot like you, that you slept with six years prior, and the child is now six, (laughs) she's going to lie to you and tell you that that kid isn't yours. Now, look, I know you've heard a lot of stories about Europe and what I got up to when I lived over in London, But I'm telling you now, at no point did I invade France, so there's no chance (laughs) this is ever going to happen. Luckily for you, we're not going to have a 10-year-old girl show up on our doorstep with a bald head and a bucket of KFC, and you're going to go, well, clear that, Sams, so you've got (laughs) nothing to worry about.
1: Oh, because I thought liking KFC was genetic.
0: Um, What did our daughter try and have for dinner tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: Anyway... Question number four. What two characters have banged and ha- aren't telling anyone?
0: I'm going to go with Money Penny. Yep. And I'm also going to go with 007.
1: Oh. And not know the one me. you're
0: thinking of. Nomi. me. Yeah, know me. Yeah. How are you, Nomi? me?
1: Oh, interesting.
0: No, I... interesting isn't the word to describe what I'm thinking right <laughs> now. But
1: Well, I also. I'm sure
0: psychologists would probably think it's interesting, but yeah, anyway.
1: I also had Money Penny. Yeah. But I went with Bond. Really? The reason being is they've clearly got some, they've got history and maybe chemistry there where she pulls him in and tries to help him and takes him to queue to get the whole case going.
0: They do have a bit of history, which obviously you've seen in the other films, but they, there is a level of flirtatiousness there, I guess is the best way to describe it.
1: Yeah, Totally.
0: Either way, we've basically worked out the Naomi Harris. Okay, <laughs> Miss Money Penny is getting some. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because <laughs> she's gorgeous.
0: Yeah, she is stunning. Question number five, Stacey's favourite question. How would you have inserted Nicolas Cage into this film?
1: Okay, he's got to be a character that we love to hate. And in this film, it's the CIA agent Logan Ash.
0: <laughs> oh, so you're going to get Nicolas Cage playing the hot young CIA agent Fresh recruit who doesn't know what he's doing.
1: No, he doesn't have to be a fresh recruit. He could just be a dumbass.
0: He could be a dumbass.
1: (laughs) Or playing a dumbass. (laughs)
0: Oh, poor Nicolas Cage. Similar to you, though, I have given him a limited role. I want him as the dude that has the the fake eye, you know, has the, like, camera (laughs) eye. You're trying to tell me now you wouldn't like to see Nicolas Cage get his whole head electrocuted and eye explode. Maybe be worth it, right?
1: Yeah, sure. And he's Coppola;
0: like he's he's part of that Italian yeah, family, yeah, so it he's
1: makes sense. He actually. could easily fit in there. Yeah, he could.
0: Eva a replacement for Rami Malek, man, talk about a waste of a character.
1: Oh, really? Interesting. What that is he doing be, in this that film? That could be a controversial opinion.
0: <laughs> it could be. Maybe. <laughs> maybe not, I should shut up. Maybe I'm getting w- I, uh, daggers. Of already, I'm going to answer that later.
1: I don't know if we're having that question. No, <laughs> we
0: can if you want. <laughs>
1: Anyway, question six is a Patreon question.
0: Comes courtesy of our man, Dan Brennick, of the Netflix and Swill podcast. Podcast I was on recently to discuss Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf. You should go check mm. out that episode. Go check them out in general. They're awesome. Cover yeah. all things Netflix related. I will be on later this year to discuss The Witcher season two. And mm. what is this question? Uh, Stacy? You can ask it. What character
1: was the true MVP of this film?
0: You know I've been biting my tongue, right? You know how hard yes. I've been biting my tongue. Yes. Anna de Armas as Paloma.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: my God. She's in it
1: for all of one or three scenes oh, or something.
0: <laughs> and how memorable. She is amazing, right? Okay, yes, she's a very it's good-looking it's girl. But it's, that, it's that plunging neckline.
1: Mm-hmm. If she was wearing um, like cargo pants in a vest,
0: would yeah, you still be saying oh, the same she, yes, thing? Yes, absolutely. She kicks ass all up and down that building. Like we were talking about, like non memorable uh, action scenes. She made that scene memorable. Like she was like twirling all over the place, kicking things. <laughs> I, I just hope I'm gen- that this is correct because I don't actually remember that plunging neckline what. Um, she was she was great. She was amazing and she all, was an awesome. All plaza. after yeah.
1: only three weeks of training, Sam. Yes, three so weeks of training. Imagine what you could do in three weeks from now, <laughs> with that kind of training.
0: Sweet <laughs> fuck all.
1: Hey,
0: you've been training me for five years, six years.
1: <laughs> Have I got anything yet? Hmm. I don't know what kind of training they offer at EMI6.
0: But she's CIA. Is she? Yeah, she's CIA.
1: Why was... Oh, fuck. The whole story of this movie went over my head, clearly.
0: <laughs> but yet a seven and a half out of ten.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why I liked it. So you can still enjoy kit. it even if you don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay, I've got two MVPs.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah, go.
1: The first one is Q. Yes, Because right. without all his bloody plugging usbs into computers and looking shit up they wouldn't know shit right
0: i've just realized i've got m and q mixed up yes q correct yeah he's the yeah man. yeah
1: and um my other one is matilde oh yeah. yeah and i particularly liked that scene it was probably the only laugh out of the whole movie where old mate rami goes you can do this or you can run away and do this and she just she's like Duh run away. Yeah, run away. (laughs) Like uh it's not complicated. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) Well done.
0: Speaking of which that was kind of one of my other bad things was just the MCU effect, I think, is the best way to describe it on current action films. Where everyone wants to create these like big action films that have all these quips and jokes and all that sort of stuff. When we've established that Bond isn't like that. He's like this like badass character. You know, it's always been sort of grounded in reality with, like, sarcastic humour. Yeah. Whereas it's, like, all quippy and hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Really? Yeah, there was parts that I was, like, I was just, I cringed. Oh, I, I okay. cringed at some of the humour. I'll put it that way. Okay. Anywho, it moves us over to our next question, which was, what is the most preposterously insane leap of logic in this film?
1: Okay, so early in the movie, we see... Clearly, I don't know which agency. Some guys come into this lab where the Russian dude gets a heads up, so he downloads all the files, puts them on a USB, and then swallows it.
0: Yep, so that was all the Spectre, the bad guys. Yeah,
1: that's right. So, yes, it's, it's ridiculous that how can you swallow a USB of that size that he had.
0: <laughs> right, yeah.
1: Anyway, and the second thing is, how are USBs still the main technology in this film?
0: Yeah. Have gadgets. they not heard
1: of the cloud? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, <laughs> like what's going on.
0: Surely they will move past the cloud in this like universe. They're onto the sun or something like that, man, or the sky. Cause this is <laughs> yeah, like exactly fucking like next level IT shit. Like as well, like he poops out a USB stick and it's still working. <laughs> yeah. Or does he throw it up? I don't know. Like,
1: yeah, Or did he just want to destroy that information? Then why did he download it? Oh, fuck. I don't know.
0: Well, he didn't want to destroy it because he took that information to use it to then kill all of Spectre when they went to the big Spectre party. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad you're laughing because that big Spectre party was stupid. And the reason why I'm saying that I think that part is stupid is because we get established in this film that this virus, nanobot type virus thing, you know, lands on you, and if it targeted to your DNA, it kills you. But if you are a descendant of someone that has that in you, it also kills you, right? Mm-hmm. So Bond gets covered in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sadu's character, Madeline, mm-hmm. is apparently the daughter of a former Spectre guy, mm-hmm. and we, as Stavros or something like that. We see his name in the list of people that are DNA. Mm. attacked. Yeah. She's a descendant of him. Yeah. Theoretically, her and her daughter should have died the second they touched Bond, or a couple of days after they touched Bond, because he's still covered in nanobots.
1: Yeah, but not to mention that she um, got given that perfume that had it in by Rami Malek. So as yes. soon as she sprayed it on herself...
0: See, here's the thing. like That stuff was... Yeah, no, that, you're right, because it was targeted to kill Blofeld, so it's still targeted to kill Spectre agents. But so I, I was like, have they, have they gone, okay, well, her dad's dead anyway, so let's just delete him from the DNA data. But what, what, if that's true, why was he still in the, the list of people that had been murdered by it? Mm. So there Maybe we, go. we didn't
1: understand the technology. Maybe the stuff she sprayed on her wrists was targeted only at Blofeld, not no one else. It was like a different batch. Then how many different you batches you of fouled? this
0: stuff? Blowfowd, yeah.
1: <laughs> Blowfowd, whatever. Blowfowd.
0: Oh. If you're looking for the porn parody name question. <laughs> Blowfowd. Hang on from that. The other thing too is like, how did he not kill her? And his daughter, her daughter, how is he suddenly, you know, like, oh, you know, saving someone's life. You have a have a bond with them. It's like, No. I don't, I don't get this. This doesn't fucking yeah, make that, any sense whatsoever. Yeah, that was
1: pretty loose, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. And especially at the end when the daughter was like, I'm off. And he's like, okay. And he just yeah. lets her go. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah. After all that, it's like, what's the point? Jesus, weird.
0: A few parts. There was a few parts that didn't make any sense, not to mention all the other ones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I love that question. Anyway, question number eight, Patreon question, comes courtesy of our amazing friend, Emily Higgins, of the TASIS podcast podcast that compares two films, one that's uh, universally loved and uh, one that's not, and she sort of argues why the other one that's not should be more loved than it is. So this week it was The Waitress versus The Wrestler. Interesting, Emily. Interesting. (laughs) Anywho, Stace, what's your question?
1: What would be the best film to pair with this to make a double feature?
0: So this film is quite long and Bondy. You sort of want to get something... (laughs) A little less. Yep. You, you kind of want a little less bondage in your life sometimes, guys. <laughs> you know, if you have too much bondage, you're gonna. It's yeah. It's a little bit sort of awkward on the wrists and ankles. So I am gonna go with spy. I like spy. That's the film, yeah, yeah, exactly. And a McCarthy film. Yes. One of the few times I'm going to say something. Okay, you say this shit, but you watched an hour (laughs) ten of it. You're like, I refuse to watch this film. And an hour ten, you're like, I need to go to bed.
1: You were loving Spy. I'm telling you what, I'm not watching 2 Hours 43 of Spy.
0: Oh, no, of course you're not going to watch 2 Hours 43 of Spy, (laughs) but you watched most of that before you went to bed, and we had never finished it. Jason Safem is the man in that film. Jude Law, the man in that film. Rose Byrne, pretty good. Lissa McCarthy, no, she's I'm there. <laughs> she's <laughs> there as well.
1: <laughs> okay, as you mentioned, this film is extremely long, so I need to pair it with a very short film called The Snowman. <laughs> we all watched it as kids growing up <laughs> Here's It's the a Stacey Christmas movie, and it kind of ties in nicely with the start of this film. We start this film in the snow, in the ice. It makes perfect sense. I'd recommend maybe watching Snowman first and then Bond.
0: Yeah. Let's watch some (laughs) depressing-ass shit in which the main character dies so that you can get hyped for some more depressing-ass shit in which the main character dies.
1: Exactly.
0: God, I love you, Stacey.
1: The Snowman is just showing Bond how you can do it quickly and
0: with no dialogue. You have more emotional investment. (laughs) And, yes, and a character yes. who's not even a fucking human made out of snow yeah and you do when Bond dies yeah okay <laughs> that's good to know uh, anyway question number nine what would be a very accurate subtitle for this film
1: No Time to Die Daniel Craig's last appearance as Bond oh fucking hell <laughs> Ac- the question was accurate
0: yeah okay so that is accurate <laughs> what's yours sam okay yeah so my one is no time to die but plenty of time for tons of other shit (laughs) yep absolutely uh moves us over to question number 10 comes courtesy of our mate Julio of the contrarians podcast you guys all heard him recently on the village go check out their podcast it's absolutely awesome basically they rage against the rotten tomatoes machine so if something's beloved like this film would say how shit it is for you know a good breakdown and then they Offer their real talk, and then obviously, uh, um, if something's universally hated, they sort of say why it's good. Anywho, uh, what's this question there, Stace? What would this film look like
1: if the main roles were gender-swapped?
0: So we're trying to pitch a Jane Bond film, are we? That's right. I mean, let's put aside the fact that Lashana Lynch is already a 007 in this film. Like, she's yep. kind of taken that title. Yep. Uh, Jane Bond, you want someone who's a little bit more ageing, similar to Daniel Craig? About yep. Rachel Weisz. She's in action films. She's done The Mummy. She's his, British. Rachel wife. Sorry.
1: His wife. His
0: wife, exactly. <laughs> Come on, it writes it fucking self.
1: Yeah, true. Yep.
0: She needs a younger lover that's also had her child when she wasn't there.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is one aspect of the film that's not really going to work in a gender swap, is it?
0: No. And Henry Cavill? No, we need like a young sort of European man. Henry Cavill. <laughs> Michael Fassbender There we go He's Irish
1: Yeah but he's not young either No he's
0: not Okay You name a young actor I don't know any What about John Boyega Let's go with John Boyega I love John Boyega
1: Yeah He'd be good
0: actually He would be pretty good yeah. uh, her CIA operative Felix Leiter Angelina Jolie We're going to go with Someone American Who's an action star Angelina Jolie And Rachel Weiss. I can see that
1: Yeah totally
0: well, that's the kind of the main ones. What about what about M? What about oh, Dame Judy Dench?
1: Bring her back. Yeah, I reckon. Why'd they get rid of her? Geez,
0: she died. Oh, she did She died in Skyfall.
1: Oh, her character died, right? Um,
0: <laughs> top quality podcasting.
1: I haven't seen Skyfall. No, I have. I just can't
0: remember. Yeah, I know. I was like, trying to, like I was trying to support you in that, but it's clearly a load of shit. <laughs> Rami Malek, we've got to cast a villain. I reckon Rihanna. Why not? This is going
1: to be the worst casting of we've ever come up with.
0: <laughs> Let's move on before Julio cancels <laughs> we, his Patreon. We
1: don't want to be the worst Bond movie ever.
0: Exactly. Let's move us over to question number 11. What minor change could have ended this film after five minutes?
1: If they had non-bulletproof glass in their car windows.
0: Absolutely. Good point. Good point. I'll tell you what, I'm going to end it before that. Imagine if somebody else was driving on those roads when they were driving into town. (laughs) Yes. Just franging it through Italy's tiny little streets, blind Mm. corners everywhere. Yeah. And lucky for them, there's like no one around on the streets. You know, like all it took was one car coming the other way and they would have ended up dead. Absolutely dead. It's
1: because Italy's probably in COVID lockdown restrictions and now they're foolish people ignoring official advice.
0: James Bond has his rights. He doesn't need to be told what to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no one can tell him to stay at home. Nothing protects you more than a bulletproof car. (laughs) Exactly. COVID will never get in there.
0: That's a good point.
1: Okay, uh, question 12 is another Patreon question, Sam.
0: Yep, comes courtesy of our mate, Dave Baker, uh, who also has his own Patreon at patreon.com forward slash your favorite. On it, he posts a ton of awesome content, like uh, video recommendations, uh, YouTube recommendations. He says a medium, lots of good stuff. And what would you like to know there, Stacey?
1: What two characters would you want with you at a house party?
0: I've done a similar thing that I've done on quite a few other podcasts where I've just written down Paloma Anadamus. And then I've just <laughs> given up on life because I'm like, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay, that's one
0: yeah i know <laughs> can i have her twice can i have the actress and her character
1: okay yep sure oh the other one it. was
0: money penny i love money penny she was cool she's fun yeah. she's up for helping me you know helping old idiot losers who don't know what they're doing she's she's very supportive oh She's a nice person
1: yeah money penny why didn't i think of her you should be- <laughs> no you can't have yeah. you're pretending like you've already fucking answered i do i've got an answer written down
0: yeah, no, but you're pretending like you've already given an answer. Now you're saying why well, had not a finger it. You could just totally say it. And no one would fucking know. So anyway, what's your answer, Stacy?
1: <laughs> money penny. <laughs> wow, how did you come up with her? <laughs> a money penny and 007. Nomi? me. Yeah, Nomi.
0: me. Cause double o seven goes back to being uh her bond at one point. Do you want James Bond as your, no. at your house party? No, me. You don't want some sullen no. old dude who's no. sniffing around.
1: He's terrible. Sniffing parties. around
0: cigars and having people come and try and kill him and, and shoot up his house And ordering drinks
1: and shooting up the place. No thanks.
0: Vodka martini, shaken, not stirred. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tw- cringe humour. Getting on the piss halfway through the shootout scene. Remember? <laughs> shit like that. Fuck, it was yeah. terrible. It moves us over to question number 13. What was the biggest dick move in the movie?
1: I don't know what the biggest dick move was, but it was definitely Logan Ash. (laughs) (laughs) Who did it. He just was a giant dick. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just a doofus.
0: Was it having a car full on his dick? Was that the biggest dick (laughs) move? because <laughs> he had a car full on his dick yes, he had a yeah. range rover hey look if you're looking for a top quality vehicle drive range rover
1: that you can use to chase people through the
0: forest if you're in the mood for chasing a old man and his daughter and her daughter through the forest <laughs> drive range rover <laughs> yeah i mean like putting aside remy malik and Logan ash i mean that pretty dick moves i mean like leaving them in a the boat to drown like just shoot them in the fucking head man you know, like how he blew up the boat? Yeah. You know, shit like that. Uh, my one, though, was James Bond doing the mission for the CIA. Yeah. Like, he just completely scuppers his old crew. Like, what the fuck are you thinking, man? Show some loyalty, bro. He's retired. Yeah. So? You okay. think when I retire, I'm going to go around doing shit for the opposition? Fuck no. <laughs> I don't know who the opposition is, <laughs> yeah. right, to be
1: honest. <laughs> Sure. As someone
0: who's been both the Sission and the Opposition, I don't know who I'm supposed (laughs) to fucking be rooting for.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Correct. Anywho, moves us to the personal questions. Yeah. My first question. So at the start of the film, after they get shot up, Bond races to the train station, ditches her on a train, and that's it. He's gone. Would you have ditched her on the train? Because basically he's suspecting her of being in with Why didn't he kill her? He couldn't bring himself to that.
1: Okay, well, my answer is, yeah, sure. we can. you got to get rid of her
0: somehow. You can't have a Bond film where he murders a fucking woman. <laughs> Forcing himself on woman? Perfectly fine. Killing a woman? No. <laughs> okay. I just don't get how he doesn't trust her. Like, oh, come on, guys. Like, how do you sit inside a car with 50 people around you shooting the shit out of it and think to yourself, oh, yeah, she's in on this as well? Hmm. Like, surely when they opened fire on the car, they didn't know it was going to be bulletproof, and they probably suspected they were going to kill every single person inside that car, which was these two. Yeah. If she really was in on it, yeah. would she have been in the car with him? If she was really in on it, would she have not used every opportunity before her to have, like, got him caught or, like, poisoned him mm. or, you know, like, gassed him in his sleep or something? Like, come on, you can trust this woman. Mm. That annoys She's me. She's the
1: mother of your child, for God's sake.
0: <laughs> eventually. Not that he knew about that.
1: No, I know. Who was looking after that child? Poor Matilde.
0: You're such a mother nowadays. <laughs> Anywho, moves me over to my next question. How old are these characters supposed to be? And by these characters, I'm referring to Leah Siddow's character, Daniel Craig's character, and Rami Malik's character. And the reason why I ask this is we see her plunge through the ice at the start when she looks like she's about seven or eight, and Rami Malik saves her, and he's a full-grown man. Yet Rami Malik and her look like they've got about an age like a one or two year age difference. Looked at the actors, four years. She's fifty six. He's, Rami Malek's 40. And then Daniel Craig's like 57 or something like that. So how old are these these people supposed to be? Well,
1: I thought without knowing any of that background information, I thought that Bond was supposed to be 55 and Madeline and, um, what's Rami's character?
0: We only saw it a couple of days ago. And we've already forgot his name is Safin.
1: Oh, Safin. Okay, so I think that Bond was fifty five and Madeline and seven with around mid thirties.
0: but we see him at her house. He races out onto the ice. We
1: only assumed that was a fully grown man. it could have been adolescent.
0: so you reckon that was a teenage man <laughs> A fully grown man was a teenage man, and her about eight or nine years old. So a couple of years difference. Is what you're saying? So he, he was could be 15 a mask. years old. It's true.
1: We don't know how old that person was.
0: By the way, that mask creepy as fuck. Yeah, that was a good way to start. I've got to say, good yeah. way to start. Creeped the fuck out of me. Yeah, it did. Okay, so he's 55, she's mid 30s. I've got 20 year age difference. So it does look like his dad and daughter and granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, moves me over to my final question. And, I mean, James Bond rolls around and rolls around in the hay quite a lot, but it looks like all the other characters do as well. So I want to know from you, what do you reckon the annual spend is from the government on uh, venereal disease medication expenses, etc.? Do you think it is everyone else, not just Bond? I don't know. I think Nomi was down. She was down to do stuff. Anna was down to do oh, stuff. No. No, they weren't. Well, but we know James Bond is a womanizer, right? Yes, so, we, do, we do. We do.
1: Um, I don't know how what their budget is in order to break it down, <laughs> like for medical care. Um,
0: but send me some figures. <laughs> maybe crunch some numbers. Maybe I'll get much. No, no, no wait, 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 wait. I, I want to <laughs> get a good accountant. Maybe we'll get some people in. We we'll yeah. have a look. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I reckon the short answer is Q's just given him some sort of like. Oh, Not sterilization, but potion. like, yeah, special potion that's basically made him immune <laughs> to all known forms of STDs. Mm. You yeah, kind of have to, That man. would be
1: helpful, wouldn't it?
0: Aside from Q's other secret weapons, Bond's biggest secret weapon is his dick. He's used that so many times to get what he needs.
1: Huh. Not in this film, though.
0: Mm, that's true.
1: Oh, hang on. There was one sex scene at the start.
0: The only hole he was opening up was some muscle oh, solo holes. <laughs>
1: And then it kept closing on him, he had to go back
0: <laughs> exactly. and <run> <laughs> kept kept closing his legs. It wasn't wasn't happy for him at all. <laughs> oh
1: God. Moving right along. We're on to my questions. Thank is, God, get
0: fucking rid of me now.
1: How many times can one man get blown up and still survive?
0: Well, if 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 we are to believe that he actually died at the end of this film, because I don't think he did, I think he's trying to dodge child support. I <laughs> <laughs> we see him get blown up, what Okay, let's, let's try and, like, remember them. There was the Vesperland gravesite. He gets yep. blown to pieces there, but he gets up. He has a bit of a noise problem goes on about his life. He then gets blown up by grenades at one point. Yep. I feel like there's two other explosions. Yeah, the there are the at least a couple more. Oh, there was an explosion on the boat, mm-hmm. which wasn't near him, but at the same time kind of exploded him a bit.
1: There was at least two explosions in the bloody, wherever they were at the end.
0: Yeah. So I reckon you can get blown up six times. Maybe, nah, maybe he's a cat. Maybe it's nine times. Maybe he's got nine lives and he's just...
1: (laughs) Let's use them all up.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: Okay, my next question is probably, I don't need to ask this, but I'm going to, is who's the best? Madeline, Paloma, or Moneypenny?
0: Paloma, isn't it? How how do you mean the best? How do you mean the best?
1: Oh you can interpret that whatever way you want to.
0: In terms of great personality, it's Money Penny. Sounds so, <laughs> sounds so dismissive, eh? And Miss Congeniality Award goes to. She's the one that really charmed us and won us over with her great set of personalities. It goes to Miss Money Penny. Uh, yeah, she's like the loveliest one there. Most intelligent one, I feel like is Madeline. I feel like she's playing forty chess. Mm, and then, yeah. yeah, I mean Anna Armus, far out, cute. Um, like good at fighting, capable. Yeah, good at fighting. <laughs> Three weeks of training, and she's kicking more ass than he is. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. And um, because when we were watching the, this film, yeah. we looked down at the people in the recliners in front of us, and they were getting pizza served to their chairs. And Sam said, Oh, maybe we should get that next time. What flavour movie? What flavour movie? <laughs> what flavour movie? <laughs> what flavour pizza is this movie?
0: It is a stuffed crust, deep dish pizza. So there's a lot of stuff in there, and to the point it's a little bit too filling. And there's a bit of cheese as well. So something like that. (laughs) Yes. Good bit of meat. You can't
1: can't even eat it all. It's too filling.
0: I thought you were legitimately going to ask us what the most favourite experience of the film was, because we had some interesting experiences in this film. At one point, halfway through it, which is when I was thinking about when Nerdrovert's question came up, we heard someone snoring in the audience. And then the best part... (laughs) That was a bathroom break moment. That was a bathroom break. The guy was legitimately (laughs) snoring his head off. And we went to the 5.30 session, guys. (laughs) We were out before 8.20 or something like that. We were out pretty early.
1: Otherwise, I would have been the person snoring if we had gone any later. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: And I don't want to be ageist, but the guy, guy at the end came up to us, which I suspect was the snorer. He was an older fella who just walked straight up to me and it was like he knew I did a podcast cuz he came up and he was like hey what'd you think of that and I was like what the <laughs> fucking hell?
1: And, hey sam from movie reviews and 20Qs what do you think yeah,
0: of that what did you think of that and and what did i say yeah
1: yeah i think you were shocked that somebody spoke to you in the dark <laughs> i don't <laughs> not wearing a mask not doing social distancing
0: excuse me but i have quite a few random old men talk to me in the dark <laughs> so i was quite used to it but the okay. fact was, I was like, oh, this guy clearly loved this film. So yeah. all I could say was, yep. And then he just sort of looked at me and I was like, that was a way to end it.
1: Yeah, that, that's not an opinion. <laughs> it's,
0: like, it's like, that was a film that happened.
1: <laughs> what did you think of that? That was a film it, it that we both a, sit in it and It was watched. a movie.
0: That was a movie.
1: I thought the popcorn was a bit salty.
0: <laughs> always. Always at that theater. Let's go somewhere else. Anywho, uh, that moves us down to our final question. What actor should be the next James Bond? This was a listener question that we threw out there to you guys to answer, and we'll get into you guys' answers soon. But let's aside the fact that we all want a Lashana Lynch Bond film. I mean, that would be amazing. Or yeah. 007 film, I should say. Yeah,
1: that's the ultimate, yeah.
0: Yeah, it should be great. But if we were casting James Bond, who, who are we going to pick, Stace?
1: What about Idris Alba?
0: Everyone's saying Idris
1: Ah. Oh. But even still, he's, They've like... They've been saying that for years, though, haven't they? they? have,
0: yeah. That's, like, a natural replacement mm. to Daniel Craig. But he's only, like, two or three years younger than him. So it wouldn't be that, you know, like, the problem of, like, hi, oh, he's getting too old for this role. It'd be the same thing with Idris. So you sort of need someone in their 30s, early 40s, basically.
1: Mm, okay.
0: Anyway, who who do you reckon?
1: Okay, uh, it's definitely, it's got to be Kit Harington.
0: Fuck, that would be boring.
1: No, it wouldn't.
0: I say this, but I watched an episode of Criminal and he was amazing in it as an actor. I am just—he,
1: I think this would be a great role. It would would give him opportunity to be a little bit more fun and interesting.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. You're winning me round. You're going to see him very soon when we do an episode on Eternals. Uh, no. You don't have a choice in the matter, mate. I'm not doing that one. Yes, we are. We're getting little recliners. We're getting pizza no, delivered in the movie no. theater.
1: Okay, well, maybe I'll go to the movie.
0: <laughs> no, we're doing it. <laughs>
1: What? You, hey, you haven't given us your opinion, Sam
0: Yeah, I, this is easy for me It's an idea that I came up with on my own I'm going to go with Tom Hiddleston
1: How's that an idea you came up with on your own?
0: I just totally came up with it on my own It's like uh, I came
1: up with Kit Harrington on my own Yeah, I know,
0: I'm just saying I totally came up with Tom <laughs> Hiddleston on my own I didn't have any help I hadn't seen anyone tweet about it or anything And I thought that's a really good answer
1: Really? Yeah I feel like you're being sarcastic No, I'm being serious
0: Anyway, let's move over to our Twitter answers. Uh first up, Gidget Von Roo, awesome host of the uh, Richer Cinema Podcast. Her answer, Tom Hiddleston.
1: <laughs> Sam I knew it. He was so sneaky.
0: I actually think John Boyega. I reckon he'd be amazing. Yeah. Mentioned him before, I reckon John Boyega. Yeah, he'd be he'd be the man.
1: Yeah.
0: He's he's got something about him. He's got that sort of gruff, rough exterior, but you could totally believe him as a like undercover spy. Yep. Anywho, actually, before we get into our Twitter, we're going to go to our most favourite people in the world. These are our Patreons. These are the answers that our Patreons gave us.
1: Yep, hit us.
0: First up, Emily Higgins. Okay, so we need someone with class who can fit into various situations and not look out of place. And I want a sense of humour in my bond. I don't want some origin story. I want grown-up bond. Honestly, Naomi Watts would be perfect. The Game of Thrones spin-off series she was in was cancelled. She needs this. They just need Naomi Scott, and then they've got three Naomis in one film. It'd be amazing.
1: Yeah, I love that answer. She's cool. I just don't... Is she really Why are you action? Googling who Naomi
0: Watts is? No,
1: I'm just wondering about the action element.
0: Yeah, I, I can't picture it either. I haven't really uh, seen her in action films.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, it's first time for everything.
0: There's a bit of action from her in Maholland Drive, but I can't really imagine her... <laughs>
1: Different in kind of action.
0: In <laughs> <laughs> from Verbal Diorama, surely it has to be Keanu Reeves, winky face. I love your work, Em.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'd be good.
0: But if not, I'd quite like Reggie John Page. I know he's bookie's favourite, but he looks dashing in a suit, and isn't that all James Bond needs to be? Fit as fuck. In that case, Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau rocks a suit. Oh, jeez.
1: So. <laughs> That's
0: the sound of
1: someone I'm who's giving up. Switching off the microphones as soon as Sam starts talking about Tommy Wiseau or the room, it's over.
0: Thanks. Uh, Nerdrovert said, if we can't have Idris or Henry Cavill. Lashana Lynch or Richard Madden, Rob Stark, Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. He's a good choice. He's a good choice. Uh, Brad from the Cinema Guys won it this week by just saying Nicolas Cage and Good Night."
1: <laughs> no. No, you're cancelled. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't cancel Brad from the Cinema Guys. He's a force unto himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, Brad. You're right. the man. One of our usual hosts, Liz, just basically used this as her time to shine and put a put a gif up of tom hardy taking shirt off (laughs) with the caption i think we all know my answer our good mate billy from we watch the thing a show you are probably going to be on very soon said there's only one real answer and he put a photo of ben affleck (laughs) 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 come on billy eat eat shit billy (laughs) Abigail, also a Patreon, and just an all-around awesome person, said Luke Evans or Tom Hardy. So there you go. And I'll vote for the Tom Hardy.
1: I've just had an idea. What? What about Ryan Gosling? Oh, God. Come on, man.
0: Canadians, so I suppose you that. could fit into the um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they've never had a Canadian bond, so yeah, maybe. Hmm. Hmm. The FJ podcast said they already have her. Latasha Lynch, well, it's Lashana Lynch, but uh, I think I know what they were going for spy hards podcast now we've got some like legitimate pros in to answer this question (laughs) okay we've got him and hendo and hendo's like the biggest bond film fan okay we've got some legitimate pros spy hards podcast said i can't speak for cam but my pick scott here would be reggie jean uh good looking terrific actor and has a comedic side that i think needs to return in future films so there you go another vote Mm -hmm. M from verbal diorama would be agreeing with Mm -hmm. you Over to the other pro, Hendo from the Movie Journey said, after watching through all of these films recently, the Bond films, I think Dean from the Movie Junior podcast has the knowledge to take the role now. (laughs) Who the fuck does not want to see Dean in a...
1: (laughs) I don't think it's just about research. (laughs) The name's Bond.
0: Uh, James Bond. (laughs) What have we got going on here? (laughs) Taken, not stirred, eh? Oh, money, Benny.
1: That is so good, actually. I think I'm voting for that. An Australian yeah. Bond. That would be so good. I've
0: had one once, and it was fucking terrible. Uh, Tara Maholic just put a gif of Nicolas Cage, Tara also wins this oh, week. Oh, Tara. Gilgamesh said none. It's time for the franchise to die. Ooh. kind of agree
1: kind of. hey it's no time to
0: die <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but oh I'm... my god stacy <laughs> a good mate waffles from the amazing podcast waffle and mario talk about things you should go check those guys out they're pretty damn awesome said i'd love to see the first kiwi Bonds. i'm thinking tim timura morrison <laughs> probably a little bit too old or taika waititi hmm. i think we all want to see a taika waititi Justin Rose said, can't look past Tom Hiddleston, really. However, one under the radar would be Richard Madden. He was fantastic in Bodyguard. Robert Johnson said, I'd love to see Pierce Brosnan come back for one more semi-canonical outing as the old Bond. I reckon that'd be pretty cool. Otherwise, Dan Stevens. A good mate, Chris Yeni, also a Patreon to the show, and The Man said, maybe Dan Huddlestone," but in my opinion, there should not be a new one until 2035 at the earliest. Kind of agree. Kind of feel like... Good 13 oh, we need years, a break. 14 years. Yeah, we need a break. <laughs> Too much bondage. We've established this. You can only have so much bondage before you, yep. before you need a break. Yep. Break these chains. Uh, Greg Gaynor put a gif of Tom Hardy. So quite a few people coming in hard on the Hardy. <laughs> Not the only one to get hard on the Hardy. And, <laughs> and then finally, uh, our wonderful friend, Ray, from Not Before Coffee Podcast. She basically said, I agree about Idris Elba or Michael Fassbender the Fass, oh yeah the Fass would be good i would love to see the Fass as bond i think he'd be uh he'd be awesome
1: yeah
0: and the reason i end on ray is because my book if people don't know i wrote a book it's been out for roughly a year now wow it has and uh so i think that's more than enough time for people to have read it or to have brought it and read yeah, it
1: Yeah, even slow readers even slow readers <laughs> correct
0: so if you guys have read my book I am going to put a link down in the uh, in the show notes with a link to Ray's podcast where I gave spoiler free and then spoiler full uh, discussions about my book, where the inspiration came from, what the actual true meaning was behind the book, you know the ending, what it actually meant. I even hinted towards what the real real ending is because no one's got it yet. no one that's talked to me has actually got it, and I, I love that mm. People have come close, people have come close to working it out, but they uh, but they haven't. If you want to buy my book, I'll put a link down in the show notes as well. Highly recommend it. It's a great book. Probably the best book I've ever written.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. The best published book, at least. Yeah, easily. Mm. Oh, true. I did write the one.
0: Oh, yeah, anyway. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, go check that out and definitely go check out Ray. She's she's awesome. But, uh, yeah, talking about awesome people. Stacey, thank you so much for joining me on this. It's been awesome.
1: Oh, thanks, Sam. Thanks for having me. Had a blast? Yeah.
0: Sweet. Shall we go to bed? yeah <laughs> cool if people want to get in contact with us you can find us on twitter at movie reviews in or you can send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com or you can just find us on facebook and uh, instagram at movie reviews in 20Qs. just search us out i think i'll have some links down in the show notes upcoming episodes eternals as i mentioned is coming up Anyway, yeah, so there's that. We are trying to convince Kahu to watch *Malignant*. It's, it's a slow process. He's currently <laughs> moving home and he, house, and he doesn't like horror films and he's a little bitch. Anyway, that's thanks for me. Thanks.
1: <laughs> Pitch this film. Come on! <laughs> Sorry. What the fuck? Pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what would this Jesus like? Christ Okay, Julio would like to know,
0: what <laughs> Yeah, what would he like to know, Stace? What would he like to know?
1: What would this
0: Stacy needs <laughs> to go to bed
1: Is franging a word?
0: Yes, this is when you can't pronounce T-H You're making fun of my disabilities <laughs>
1: The ringing. Have I
0: ever mocked you, a gingerness, on this podcast? <laughs> uh, Billy from We Watch the Thing. a show you are going to be on soon. Recently, uh, just recently. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm tired.
1: <laughs> you're in the past and the future all yes. at once.